I want to be clear again that in my opinion, it's good and advisable to edit the photos that you want to look more editorial and like they're going to be the front page of your of your business, the front yeah. page of your brand. But that is different from your lookbook, mm-hmm. from it's different from your your portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Completely different. If it's like a plastic surgeon advertising, it would be unethical for a plastic surgeon to use a filter or brush out something because what he's advertising is what he can actually deliver. There is something different between a before and an after, a clinical one, and then like the editorial that he might have on the front page or a gallery. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, Andre, show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we have Chris Carr from Lash Guy Pro in our podcast. I am super excited to have him on. He has been on my radar for quite a while, and I actually believe most of you already know who he is. His Instagram is blown up. He's doing a lot of amazing things. Why I like him, actually, is because his heart's in the right place. He What's the server industry? There's a lot of people on Instagram just doing it for the likes. They're just trying to sell you stuff all the time. Chris is about serving our industry. He is one of the good guys, and we're really excited to have him come on and really talk a little bit about his last journey from being a lash artist, a brand ambassador, to a trainer, to eventually moving on his own and starting his own training and how long this all took. It wasn't overnight, guys. This wasn't like, oh, yeah, six months after getting lashes, he was training. Like He went through a lot of stages to get to where he is. He also talks about how... You can actually find clients without using Instagram. What a shock. The guy who blows up Instagram is like, you know what? You can find clients without using Instagram. He also shares why, and this is where he blew up a big way recently, where he shared about his philosophy on editing photos. And a lot of people were, yeah, and a lot of other people were like, no. And anyway, we're going to get into that. We're going to have him share some details more on that, explain himself. And then also, well, we'd actually talk about ChatGPT. Why don't we get really trending right now and talk about ChatGPT? And one last thing we go into is about how being the Jack and Jane of all trades can actually be hurting your business. Hey, a lot of great content. I know you're going to get a lot from him. I'm super jazzed to have him on today. But before we talk to him, let's get to announcements. Yes, we have announcements. What are we going to talk about, guys? Well, LashCon. That's it. Yes, LashCon. So right now, I know a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, oh, I'm so scared to come to LashCon. I'm all alone. Guys, this is the one place I promise you that we try to set it up to welcome and make everyone feel included. If you're one of those people that's like shy, super shy, quiet, that's okay. 
LashCon's for you too. It's not just for the outgoing party people. We have things going on that are not parties at night. The only night where we have parties that I think is Saturday night on the Vegas night, that's a big party. And so that is all inclusive. But on Sunday night, we have escape rooms. Monday night, we have a movie night. So if you want to do other things, we have a lounge actually on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So if you want to go to the lounge and hang out and talk to friends, that's fine too. Actually, I wish we could set up a board game room, to be honest. That's why it'd be cool. But we do have a game room. We have a ping pong, pool, foosball, air hockey, and all that in there. So there can be all these things. So there's going to be other things to do this year. It won't just be take classes and party at night. There's like, hey, you can take classes and you can hang out with people. So we're really trying to make it inclusive for all types of personalities out there. And if you're really shy and don't know how to, you're afraid to come up to people, that's okay because on Saturday, it's a lot of networking and we have some games we do that allow you to meet people and we give you an excuse to go up and talk to someone. Also, when you first arrive, we have a little tea ceremony where we'll get you with a few other people. Maybe you don't know anyone and you'll meet those people in the line and we'll do a little tea ceremony to welcome you. And then we also put on your badge a little thing says newbie and that means everyone's gonna know you're new and if you're new it's a job of the alumni we tell them your job is to welcome the new people because we all know what it's like being that new person so we've tried to find as many ways to do it and lastly i should say is just come with the tuss tuss will come up and introduce your friends she does it all the whole weekend that's her sole job other than speaking a couple of times is to go around talk to people say hey do you all know anyone hey come in, let me introduce my friends she'll do that she does that everywhere we go. <laughs> but in fact, I lose her. I'm like, okay, I guess Toss is running off to go talk and introduce people. So anyhow, don't let that be the reason why you don't come. I promise you the amount of inspiration, the amount of information that you're going to learn, and then just about the connections and all the friendships you're going to make will be well worth that uncomfortable feeling. And being uncomfortable is okay. When we're in, uh, not uncomfortable, that makes means we're going to have opportunity to grow. We have an opportunity to experience something new. So don't panic. Don't worry. You will find a home at LashCon and unless you lock yourself in the room and don't come out and run out of the room as soon as it's over. Yes. I've talked to some people who've done that. They say, well, I left the room. As soon as the speaker died, I bolted and went in my room and waited. I'm like, okay, that's going to be tough. You got to put a little bit of effort. We're making it easy for you. A little bit of effort. So anyhow, October 14th, 16th. I think when this airs, I think our payment plan's almost done the next day or two. So go right now. If you want the three-month payment plan, get it now. Otherwise, it's going to be a two-month payment plan, eight ninety-seven. And I promise you, this will be the weekend that you will change your life. I mean, I've heard it enough times. I get emotional a lot at LashCon because people keep coming up and sharing about how LashCon's changed them, how LashCast changed them, and how we've been there for you. And so it's a very emotional weekend and satisfying weekend. And I promise you'll walk away inspired and ready to take on the world. It's going to be a blast so anyhow go get your tickets it's in links in the notes okay that's all for our announcements so next let's sit down with chris and let's just we're going to talk about his journey and about instagram and how he got to where he is today you guys there's so much good stuff he's all about serving our community and i know you're gonna love this interview Smart Cookies coming to you from the LashCast studio. We are so excited to bring you our next guest, Chris Carr, Lash Guy Pro. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We are too. I've been watching you, gosh, at least for a year or two. And the content you do, the type of value you give to our industry is amazing. I really think when you were to pick like top 10 people to follow, 
you're definitely on that list because I feel like you just give so much good stuff. Content, Solid. And you're really serving their industry. And that's what we love. We love people who are serving the industry and just giving growing value. It, yeah, and growing it. And, investing uh, in people. You're one of the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. I love to hear that. I also have my top 10 that, <laughs> that I actually, in every class, I write down all of my favorite accounts to follow. And each one has a reason why. Oh, wow. I like yeah. to see that. I like to see I'd who like those are. Cause <laughs> I might learn. I'm always looking for good people to follow. There's a lot of stuff out there. That's okay. They're just copying. They're just well, can we take thing. a second and talk yeah. about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who are so, some of your yeah, favorites your that you, you love to follow? So Maddie from Lightheart Lash, which yes. I know y'all have oh, I love her on. My Maddie. Lash two brain cells. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. um, Yes. Maddie and Ellie. <laughs> I love them. Tress from Lashbox. Yeah, Tress. Mm -hmm. Great. Always inspirational. Yes. Monarch Lash Co. Huh. I don't know oh, if I feel it. I will Co. look that up. I might. Sometimes you know, it's funny is you follow people and, and like, you just don't oh, connect the dots. Yeah. Oh, I am following, but I just <laughs> okay, haven't paid attention to Monarch Lash You don't connect Co. the content to the name yet. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. There's yeah. a disconnect. Lash makers, I get asked all the time, like, what's the difference between Russian volume and American volume and all this stuff? I'm like, go look at the lashes that Lana. lash makers yeah. is. Yeah. That's the Russian volume to me. She is the queen of l l Russian volume mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Those are a couple there. There's, of course, there's a list, a longer list, but, oh, you know, I got at least one new one. I'm going to look up. I will look up Monarch nice. Lashco. That's awesome. I'm always excited to follow new people. So awesome. So anyhow, that all said, maybe people don't know you. I'd be surprised if they don't, because I think you've made a good impression <laughs> on Instagram. People, a lot of people follow you. But in case they don't, maybe we can get a little bit about your background, how you got into the lash industry. Why not be an auto mechanic or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got my start at Amazing Lash Studio. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. I started with them back in 2017. I lasted maybe nine months. Or so. mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty good. Pretty yeah, I, was like, I gotta go. It's yeah, a good place to I learned. Start. Yeah, I learned a lot of really good, valuable lessons there. Cool. And then I went to work for myself. I rented a small space in a little med spa in a small town outside of Austin, about six thousand people. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. In a small town, that's a good thing and a bad thing because you're always going to have a reputation mm -hmm. regardless. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, it's your responsibility to make sure that it's a really good reputation. <laughs> everyone knows everyone, right? So, yes. Yeah. Especially being like the guy in a small Texas town that Who does, does lashes. <laughs> <laughs> you better be good or they're going to kick you out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love what you so, said. It's your responsibility. That's great because a lot of people throw that on other people. Yeah. And I love that. Take personal responsibility and you grow your brand. Absolutely. So after that, I went to a Lashbox training. A lot of people found me because of Lashbox, because of my association with that brand. Okay. So I took that, that training in 2019. And then literally the day after I, I texted. So this is how it all started. This is <laughs> the ground zero, the yeah. story that not a lot of people know that I texted Lydia Dominic and I sent her this gigantic wall of text of just telling her how appreciative I was of the brand and what the lash industry had done for me. I just kind of poured my heart out. And I was I, like, I'm, I'm six years sober. And like, it was a long journey for me. And for me, it felt like taking that class and getting this new big certification was like this huge, like milestone that I, so it was very emotional for me to take mm. that class and to learn this new thing. And so I just let her have it. <laughs> I uh, just poured my little uh, baby lash heart out, baby lash artist heart out. And 
to my shock and surprise, she didn't text me back that night at all. And I was just like, oh my God, what have oh, I done? No. So I was just like, if I could have undone it, I would have unsent that text. The next day she texted me and she was like, sorry, I was getting my lashes done whenever you texted. And then we went to drinks and we went to dinner and then just got too late. And But I want you to know that we already talked to the girls at Lashbox and we want to offer you a brand ambassadorship position. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. The next day. Wow. wow. I was like, I was floored. So I looked at my partner. I was like, Chase, what is a brand ambassador? But <laughs> 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 I was like, Sure, I'll do it. I'll, I don't know what that is, but so she worked with me for the, like, the next two weeks and basically gave me like a rundown on like how Instagram works. And because at that time I wasn't really on Instagram in any kind of meaningful way. So essentially I got picked up by one of the biggest lash brands in the world the day after I took their training to be a brand ambassador for them. And I ran with it. And that's how I got my foot into the door of the Instagram world and the online world. That's really cool. I'm just going to say I, what I love and I think what hopefully people can take away is the idea of being a little vulnerable and engaging with people that maybe you don't think know you around. People are always shocked. Like I love to get the voice memos back to people. When people DM me, I like to respond. Not always, but often I'll be like, hey, thanks for reaching out. Da, da, da. And people often, go, oh my gosh, I can't believe you responded to me. And I'm like, <laughs> Why wouldn't we? we? This is why we're in the business. We're here to serve and help people. And especially when somebody has reached out and expressed a form of gratitude, that's really touching. The fact that you did that, it's like, it's impossible to ignore. There was a little delay there, but a day's up. it hit her in the heart. <laughs> There's still people I've DM'd a year ago and they still haven't gotten back to me. Right. <laughs> but that said, that's really cool to see you put yourself out there, be vulnerable, be open, share your story, share your heart. More people will be surprised at the opportunity opportunities that would happen for them if they just were a little bit more transparent and a little bit more open about what's happening and how you've had impact. And with no ulterior motives attached, do it willingly and freely and openly and good things happen. There are sometimes when people have reached out and I'm like, oh, you just want to be a speaker at LashCon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how I know. I don't know the red flags. I haven't really analyzed it in my life. Like, okay, why is this DM special? And when I save and I screenshot and put it in my folder, I do, I save all these. Mm -hmm. I save They're them precious. and I have a little folder on my phone of encouragement when I'm down. I go back and look at these things. You know what it's like? There's art dealers that can spot a fake instantly. There's yeah. just a certain thing that your brain tells you that something's off, right? Or like a detective that's like going into the scene. They're like, no, something's not right here. <laughs> your brain tells you. Yeah, and being in the industry for such a long time, it's like, okay, you get a good sense of that kind of thing. And I think too, if you go, to, maybe one of the things I do is I go to their page and I start looking to see what are they doing on their Instagram. And if I feel like their mm. page is giving, oh, wow, look at them. They're being really sharing. They're encouraging. They're supporting people. <laughs> All right, they're probably come from a good place. But if I go to their page and it's like bashing their clients and they're just looking for ways to make money. Posing on the hood of their car. That is my favorite cringe thing. I, I screenshot those or people that they have wads of cash in oh, their yeah, hands. The oh, yeah, stacks of money. In, uh, or the money, the, bed. the money gun where they're shooting money off. Like, no. I just can't. <laughs> no, no. That's a different world that I don't understand. I'm not sure what you're selling other than that you borrowed some money from someone to throw money around. Or not, who knows? But that right. said, what got you into lashes though? Because I know you said you joined Lashbox, which I think is great, but why not other career choices? What would attract you to the beauty industry? 
I grew up in a salon. I, but oh. my mom did care for 25 years. Uh-huh. The bus literally dropped me off at the salon after school. Yeah, <laughs> my mom okay. too. Yeah. That's yeah. always been my safe place as a young gay person in rural Texas. We didn't grow up in Austin. We grew up outside of Austin where it was very small, very conservative. I hated going to school. So being able to be dropped off at the salon after school was my safe place. That was my happy place because everything was always so positive and creative and just the vibe there was just always so much fun. So that was always my safe place. And I always knew that I wanted to be in the beauty industry in some aspect, but for some reason, I was just never really attracted to doing hair. I was honestly more attracted to doing skincare. I love skincare. I love products. I love the ingredients and all that stuff. So long story short, I joined the Navy right out of high school. And I went, when I became a photographer, I did some deployments and all that stuff. That, so that was a lot of fun. And the photography has come back to help me a lot in my Instagram journey. After the Navy, I kind of floundered a little bit. I just kind of partied my way through life for a while. And then it wasn't until 2015, actually, when I was on a road trip with my brother's fiance who had been doing lashes for like 10 years. Like she was original with extreme lash. Forever. Oh yeah. Oh, geez. And, Old school. Yeah. And she told me about her business. And I was like, you, like at the time I was a bartender, server, food industry. And she told me about her business, doing classic lashes, taking these ladies at $80 a fill, $80 an hour. And I was like, you make $80 an hour. I was floored. I almost fell out of my seat. I was like, I cannot believe that. That is wild. So two weeks later, I was in esthetician school to get my license to do lashes. I was like, as I heard that, I was like, talk about inspiration. That's something that I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So I hit the ground running. I loved esthetician school. I went with the intention to get my license to do lashes. But then whenever I found like the skincare side of it, I was just like, let's do this. But that just didn't vibe with me after I started actually practicing it. And then, of course, I found the lash industry again, and it just felt right. Everything just clicked. And then you connected, obviously, with Lashbox, became an ambassador. Did you ever work for them, or were you just an ambassador for the most part, and then you just continued to develop your own brand? Was Lash Guy Pro a thing at that point, or were you something else? No. Originally, I wanted my handle in my business to be just Lash Guy, but Mm -hmm. some person out there has yeah. it uh, message messaged well, and won't message back huh nope so i wanted lash guy and i went with that lash guy so originally my eye handle was that that lash guy and then it wasn't until i decided to leave lash box and start my own brand that i was like i don't want that lash guy to be on the side of a bottle so i was like what brand name is going to look good on a shelf in a store somewhere so like, let's add pro to it. Yes. <laughs> That's what everyone does. Everybody does it. Artist, artistry or pro. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it just kind of rolls off the tongue. So I think it fits. The good decision there. That last guy doesn't have the same sound as last no. guy, guy pro. pro. Yeah. It worked. It did its job. Yeah. For me, it actually stood out. I mean, I remember seeing your Instagram handle going, oh, I know exactly who you are. I mean, it just was like, <laughs> without even seeing a picture of you yet, I'm like, oh. It's, oh, that's you. It's perfect. It's really perfect cool. Branding. And I think you nailed it really well. So what year was that when you decided to launch Lash Guy Pro? That was COVID. Well, during COVID? Yeah, like everyone. <laughs> it, was, it was right during COVID. So your question was, did I ever work for Flashbox? Yeah. And the question is... Kind of. I was a brand ambassador for about a year or so. And then I expressed to Tress, I really want to be a trainer. I want to explore the education side of this business. And she said, great, let me talk to the higher ups 
And she came back to me the next day and said, sure, we would love to offer you a position. And it was, I think I got the actual call from Lydia. And I think it was maybe Vanya. They were on a phone together at a Super Bowl Sunday party. So that's like February, right? Yeah, usually. <laughs> so, I got, so I got that call at a Super Bowl party. Yeah. And I gladly accepted. And then like March happened. Oh. So oh. then the whole world shut down. Yeah. And, that's and the so, kind great of. timing. Yeah. Yeah. Great timing. So it kind of shut everything down. And because the world was shut down, the demand for trainings and in-person trainings just yeah. fell out from under us. So I got put on the back burner for a while. And after about six to nine months of being on the back burner, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. I really have this in my heart that I want to move forward with this business. So I'm going to walk away. Mm. So it was a very difficult decision because whenever you're associated with one of the biggest lash brands in the world, you have a sense of security. Like, okay, I'm associated with the, well, lash the boss bosses. Thing, yeah. You know? <laughs> so making that decision to walk away was very difficult and very stressful, but I knew that it's something that I had to do because I couldn't build my own brand while being attached to somebody else. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. No, it's hard. You got to do one or the other. And I'm sure they would appreciate that too. <laughs> We're getting oh, a yeah. trainer with them and on the side, you're kind right. of doing your own thing. That would probably be a conflict of interest. So yeah. And but, it's just, yeah. it didn't want to operate with dishonesty. So I, yeah. I did the right thing. Did you meet Maddie by chance during that time? Cause I know Maddie also worked with Lashbox LA as a trainer. No, at that time, she was still in Anchorage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was still in Anchorage. And I think she had just was just like on her way into Arizona. But yeah, I think we we like just missed each other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know, weird enough, she actually came to last bar, our last con in 2019. I didn't know that until I reached out and met her recently and go, he goes, oh yeah, I've been to LashCon. I'm like, when? She goes, 2019. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. It's such a, a small world. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, well, anyhow, back to you. You basically decide to launch, I guess during COVID, you decide to launch this brand. And do you have a salon at this point? Are you doing trainings yet? It was right after I left Lashbox, I decided to start doing trainings. And I was in a 110 square foot salon suite. So I was training Huge. like one, two. Yeah. <laughs> so much room for so 18 beds mm -hmm. and all the people on yes. 110 square feet. Yeah, It was tight. It was another one of those things of like, I'm going to prepare as much as I can. But then as soon as we get started, it's another one of those, we're building the airplane mm -hmm. as we're rolling down the runway yeah. and we're gonna piece it together and make it work. To me, like that class has been ever evolving over the last couple of years since I started it. I started training one to two people in my salon suite. And from the very beginning, people would fly in from all over the United States. It wasn't until just recently, the last year, that people from Austin started coming to my class. Mm. It has always been people flying in from, from out of state. Interesting. And do you Shocking. attribute that to Instagram? <laughs> that there's 100%. Instagram and, and being associated with like the flower bouquet technique and like Lashbox LA. Like I owe a lot of their, I owe a lot of the beginning of my success journey to being associated with that brand. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah. So I gave you the training wheels, right? They taught you how to do or to do their uh -huh. techniques and gave you that confidence. And I'm sure having them believe in you gave you a certain sense of like, okay, I actually know a thing or two. I'm not just some Yahoo who can't do anything. <laughs> I actually, one of the biggest brands in the world believed in me and wanted me to be a trainer, right? So I'm, I'm guessing that must've helped you with your confidence. 
100%. And so when you started deciding to go into the training, did you have your product line right away or is that something that you decided to add in later? No, I, I trained with other products for a year, at least a year, I would say, before I was like, okay, let's pay wholesale <laughs> yeah. instead of buying for, retail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how that got started also is because it's like if you're training and buying all these kits and stuff it's expensive yeah it eats into your profits if you're buying retail retail pr paying retail prices for all the products and stuff that you're putting in kits yeah so so that you was know. your push into products it was like i'm tired of paying full price for stuff i'll just go and get my own and develop my own line so that my students can get products and i'm assuming after they've used your products they liked them and then they were like can we get more and now you just, it just the demand begins to grow from within Yep, it all has happened fairly organically. That's how I like it. You roll into the next thing. Yeah, I know a lot of salon owners will sometimes start the that process, not intending to start a product line, but because the wholesale prices are so much better than retail. Oh, yeah. I mean, like 50% better or 100% better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get full creative oversight of mm -hmm. what it all looks like, what it feels like, the chemical makeup of a lot of things. So you really get to personalize exactly what it is that you're using and customize the feel of the brand that you're building. Now, yeah. I want to recap a little bit just because I love the idea of what I see with you is the ability to pivot when things change. Also, I love that you are been patient this whole time. I just don't feel like you've been like everything has to happen in six months or I, I'm done with this industry. I feel like this has been a very, like you said, organic, just naturally growing thing. So you start in 2017, become a brand ambassador in 2019, start a trainer in 2020, bad timing, you pivot and you wait six, nine months, decide, no, I'm going to do my own thing. So 2021, really you start going into training and then it sounds like it was a 2022 or so is when the product line launched and you really start pushing that. Yep. This is a five-year journey, right? This isn't not like yep. the overnight journey. I always bring that up because I see so many people at times on Instagram posting things and I feel like there's just no patience. Also, they see someone like you and go, well, I mean, look at him. He became overnight success. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I told myself in the very beginning, I would tell myself, this is like my little mantra. How do you build an empire? For us, it's one lash at a time. Yeah. Like that's what I would tell myself as I was sitting in my salon suite, working on one client at a time. I'm like, all right, you're going to do this. You're doing this one lash at a time. Yeah. And just yeah. keep going one foot in front of the other and plan for the future. Do the next right thing. And just yeah. keep going. We have a similar saying. We say it's chopping the wood and carrying the water. Yeah. yeah it's Seth Godin thing, truism, where he basically ideas like do the very non-sexy stuff. But if you keep doing and it. And you do it every day. Every day. Before you know it, you've cleared a forest and you've built a building and you've built something. But no one gets excited about chopping the wood and carrying the water. That's like boring. And, and no one shows on Instagram either, right? I'm chopping the <laughs> right. wood. I'm carrying the yeah. water. They just want the big sexy mansion and the Stacks Mercedes out front and, and all right. that stuff. And the money gun. Them. They all want yeah. the money gun. <laughs> yeah. It actually prints money in real time that you can spend. Oh. That's how it works. Yeah. I'll take one of those. <laughs> yeah, I me too. I'm looking still for my money gun that prints money. So... So 2022, you start really moving to the products, but you also, I know you just, before we got into the podcast, you showed your space. So you also have a space that you were, you, I believe you said you had booth renters. When did that all come into play? That we did 
opened in 2021, July of 2021. So we're coming up on two years of being open here. We've got 2,600 square feet. The majority of it, which is, is I used to have 10 beds in my space here that I would do big classes. I'm moving away from that now because I don't like the giant class size. To me, that's a lot. Stressful. So I'm moving down to five. So five is the max for our classes now. So I can really have maximized that one-on-one time. It's really but anyway, hard. So with that space, we also have four private suites down our hallway, back behind this wall behind me. Okay. And a break room and all that stuff. So, and this has been open, we're going on two years now. And this space has been like a flex space and it's evolved as my business has evolved. And as it, as I change, as my business changes, I'm able to evolve the space as well. Cool. And then I think what we really wanted to get into was this next step. I know you went online on Instagram and said, Hey, I'm opening a salon this summer. And we talked a little bit beforehand yeah. that it's been, again, something you've been very mindful about and doing, and I, I guess, what type of steps are you taking to move in that direction? That's a whole nother ball of Another wax. whole thing. Like, I mean, booth <laughs> renters are fine because you can just say, hey, it's your business. You do what you want. You're not busy. It's not my fault. But now it's going to be a big, a whole different thing. Now that I've got a, people that I'm responsible for yeah. building their books. So I have a little bit of confidence in myself and in my abilities with this because I've done it a couple different times, like grown my books. So I was putting a list together of what are all the different avenues available to a lash artist, to a lash business, to grow your clientele? Yeah. And I want to say, you're not alone in this. Don't discount like the people already around you in your life, your friends, your family, the people. If you have two or three clients, utilize those, reach out to them mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm growing my business. Can you help me? Like I am, if you're out in the world, can you talk about my business to your friends? Word of mouth is probably the number one way that you're going to grow your business talking Amen. about it you have to go be <laughs> your own best advocate you have to evangelize um, and have people evangelize for you yeah exactly so word of mouth don't be afraid to ask for referrals always have some referral cards on you your business cards but even you're still big advocate which i am too but a paper like a lot of people like ah paper sucks paper's dead 20th century i still feel like they're an amazing tool that you can use yes absolutely if you're only just putting all of your attention toward online or just on social media you're discounting the rest of the real physical world like that you were out in so don't forget about that hit the pavement yeah. Go to lash, go up to other hair salons. In our strip here, we've got two med spas, a hair salon, and a massage place. None of them offer lash extensions. So I'm going to be going and dropping off our pamphlets or what they call our little menus and our mm -hmm. cards and stuff like that to all those businesses. And at the same time, I'm going to be collecting their cards and their business, their stuff to showcase here. Yeah. Another good one is Pilates, personal mm -hmm. trainers, higher end gyms and clubs, tennis, racquetball, those kinds of things, oh, for those sure. kinds of client yoga. Yeah, those are all plastic good. surgeons office is another one as well. Yeah. You talked about that on at the Lash Boss Summit and I was just like Yes. yes. It's uh -huh. a great idea. Those are high-end clients too. Those aren't going to be just someone who's always going to nickel and dime you. No, concierge I mean, at hotels as well. Nice hotels in the area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, when you do the flyers and the brochures and cards, is it something you make, you hire someone? Do you use Canva? How did you go about making these things? Or what's, what do you suggest for people to do, I guess? I suggest taking an honest look at your taste level. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> having people around you that are not afraid to say like, hey, maybe you <laughs> hire that out. Yeah. Yeah. If you can hire it out, hire it out. But if you're confident in your in your abilities with Canva, if you're confident in your abilities with in your taste level, go ahead and do it yourself and then send it over to Vista Print or a local print shop. Yeah. I don't know if you want to keep this in here, but I, I recently <laughs> had canva mm-hmm. print some stuff yeah. directly that was just like mm, oh, it didn't, really it didn't work yeah so uh, it, I, I didn't like it i so. use canva all the time but i often use fedex because i get done like in a day or two canva mm-hmm. you have to wait a week and i i mean i guess it just depends on what you're making it was it the quality right. of the paper or the, or the cheap or the, looking it was just like it looked a little cheap and yeah. i don't want to like bash their business because i absolutely am a huge fan of canva like, yeah. i love their, the, all, everything you can do on there i use it for everything but except printing yeah i mean <laughs> so i'll send my stuff to print vista print. Canva to was thinking about being a sponsor but i guess that's gone <laughs> oh my god <laughs> No, we're just no, kidding. I'm kidding. I bet they set their game up. I bet they're sipping it. We keep it real here, so no, I appreciate your honesty. No, I get I mean, I think there's something to be said about going to a local printer, too. Plus, I do like the idea of supporting local businesses versus Same. supporting the monsters, which Canva, I love, but they are a monster. Are they right. a monster? <laughs> so. Another th- back yeah. to the the efforts to grow clientele. Another thing that I've done is I reached out to the salon that I go to, like to get my haircut, and I've been going there for years. And I emailed the manager. I said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." I told her what we were doing. So we're going to exchange cards and menus and stuff like that, so we can keep those at, at each other's checkout yeah, desk. That's good networking. But I'm also going to take three of their best stylists and give them free lashes for like three months. There you go. In exchange for them referring their personal clients to us. That's the best way to and go. Then, and then after that, they can have their, their lashes for like a discounted price. That's how so. to do it. I did that too. We actually, mm-hmm. and weird enough, like you said, referrals will grow if you do good work. And then that's where mm-hmm. you have to, you can't just be a good marketer. You have to actually deliver the goods. But we it's found true. people referring to us like hairstylists all over Pasadena. We just let mm-hmm. someone come and go, oh yeah, my stylist recommended like, I don't even know who your stylist is. <laughs> it was right. it was nice, but it took years to get to that point where we had that, right. that reputation in Pasadena. Like if you're getting lashes done, you go to Integrity Lash. That's just, there's no question. So cool. What else? Do you have any other up your sleeve? <laughs> A couple. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's going to sound catty. It's gonna, it might sound catty, but like be really good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Invest, invest in classes invest in like learning how to get really great retention. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I, I tell my clients, I tell everybody who will listen, like whenever my clients come in at three weeks, that should still look like they have a full set. Exactly. Yeah. A fill appointment is a maintenance appointment on an existing full set, not a full reconstruction. That's yeah. yeah. Full reconstruction, then it's a full set. You feel experience. So invest in yourself, invest in, in that, that education. It's worth it because if you don't have good retention, you're not going to build a, no. a full clientele. You're just like everybody no. else. And yeah. you're going to have that bad reputation. Well, her lashes don't, don't last. And perfect isolation. If your lashes are uncomfortable for the yeah. wearer. Not going to work. They're going to find somebody else. Yeah. And, and by the way, often they won't tell you that. They'll just leave. Yeah. Yeah. They just ghost. They just ghost. Yeah. They're gone. All right. You just think, oh, this is a crappy client. You found, no, actually, bad lash artist. <laughs> yeah, it's it's over-promising and under-delivering. under-delivering. Yeah, right? Love Absolutely. It. 
No, I love it. And that's something I think people don't focus on. I mean, everyone wants to get the tricks of marketing, like how to get the clients in. I think I've heard, I've seen a few people post this. I think Jamie from Lashbase posted this recently about, you know what you really need to focus on is keeping your clients. Like you don't have to really do a lot of marketing what, what you need 40, 50, 60 clients to be, have full books. And then you're done. Like you don't, have, unless you want to have staff, you're not mm-hmm. gonna have to go out and market and hustle every day because those clients will just keep coming back. Yeah. Another thing is have a signature look is something that I was thinking about. Something that's like recognizable around town. For us, we're, we're going to go for like mega volume, softer curl, much shorter lashes than, than people do around here where it's like nice and clean and tight and like almost like a liner look hmm. that's elegant. And I want people to be like, oh, I know exactly where you got your lashes exactly. from. Exactly. It's recognizable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that last guy. <laughs> no, I um, think that's great. I mean, I've never heard that before, but really, and we we played with that idea. What was your idea, Tess? You had once. It was before even colored lashes, where it was to have one gold lash or something. Yeah. She wanted to have a gold that's lash cute. that, like, you took it from what was the shoe company that you thought that you. Oh, Louboutin yeah, with you, the white, red bottoms. Yes. yes. It's yes. signature. And you're right. If you can create a signature look, I think it's brilliant because in the world of sameness, if you could stand out with something that always has to be a signature that people want, but, right. but at the same yeah. time, that's a great idea. Some people do like a colored lash or something yeah. like that. No, some people are really big on it. You can go rainbow lashes like crazy. <laughs> I just did a set. I just did a model set yesterday where we did the lower layer is all a full mega volume black and then mega volume pink on the top. Oh, that wow. Was kind of hidden back. Gorgeous. So that was super, super fun. How fun. Um, that's like, cool. Have you posted those pictures yet? No, 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 no. I've, I've got to get them edited and all that stuff. Oh, let's so. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it as soon as I said the you word. Said or oh edited. <laughs> I think this is a post that blew up and got all sorts of love oh. and all sorts of feedback where people were panicked and worried and <laughs> questions of integrity were being thrown out there. So yeah. you oh. love to edit your photos. And I know, I yeah. I love editing. Yeah. So maybe share a little bit the reasons why. Because I think there are people out there who like to say no filter, like I myself, what you see is what you get. But I think you had some good arguments for why you should be doing this. So let me clear this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I don't edit the lashes on everything that I post. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, I made a post a couple months ago, a video saying, showing that you can, giving people permission to like, if you want to darken the lashes in your set, if you want to fill in a little gap, if you want to like pick out that little lash fan that's like out of place that would have just been fine if you had just brushed it, do it. And here's the reason why your Instagram and your brand imagery is exactly that it is your it is your brand imagery right it is the way that you are selling your business that is like the front page of your business but i have to differentiate now and i've and i think i've thought a little bit more about this in the sense that the there's a difference between showing your work having like a portfolio of your work and that i think is something different that should be like okay leave it as it is edit the skin or whatever, but like leave the lashes the same. But if you're doing something like for a brand shoot, if you're doing something that's going to go on like a brochure or it's going to go, it's going to be printed or it's going to be like used on your website somehow for your advertising, then that's something that's different. And I, I think that you can edit whatever you want on that. You are your own marketing team. You're your own marketing, your own advertising. And I think like, 
a lot of what people say is like, you shouldn't, you're not allowed to touch the lashes. You should never touch the lashes because of, because it's false advertising. And I'm just like, that's, it's crazy to me. That, that sounds crazy to me because if you were like a marketing executive, if you're, if you were on a marketing team for like Nike and you came back to them and said, well, we can't edit the shoes at all because it's unethical you would be laughed out of the room. You would never be hired again, right? So why should we have that limitation of like not polishing what's already good? For the self-purpose, oh. selling that image, exactly. the brand. Exactly. Should you at least in your posts say, hey, by the way, photo has been edited or or do you feel like that's not even needed? Like you just, you're just posting, I mean, like on Instagram, I'm saying, like not your website, but obviously your website Everything's gonna be edited. Everything's gonna look optimized. Everything's gonna be the best version of whatever you created. But Instagram, where everything's a little bit more—I don't know—they're trying to just represent their brand. Is that different? I think it really has to be up to every individual what they're comfortable with. Like yeah. that post showed me. <laughs> yeah, that video showed me that that people really feel extremely passionate about this. Yeah, and it it really makes you wonder, like. But but that's something that you say, Paul, especially in the, in the intro, you say it, I, I hear it every time I listen to an episode is question everything. Yeah. Question everything. And what, what that makes me think of is like, where did this start? Like, cause I remember hearing that whenever I was getting on Instagram too, and I was making my portfolio and all that stuff about, well, you're not, you can edit everything else, but you cannot touch the lashes. And I was like, okay. And I just, I just took it as gospel. Yeah. I took it as that is the word and we cannot go against it for any reason. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, wait, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. If this is going to be the face of my brand, it's not saying I'm, I'm not doing anything that I can't do in real life. We're just polishing it and making it look more editorial. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I wrote I here. I was saying, don't post something that you can't deliver yourself. Like Correct. don't post a mega volume look like you added lashes in and, and you yeah, only yeah, yeah. can do classic, but like, but everyone's just mega volume now. So they, they go and add in more to make that mega volume look. And now all you're going to do is set yourself up for failure because the client's going to come for in. Sure. I want that, this photo, they're going to show you the right. photo. You're like, oh crap. But you can't deliver. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I can, I can Photoshop your face if you want, but I can't do anything more than that. So I guess exactly. it's completely okay if you know that it's, it's an editorial style, right? Exactly. So that's the big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's like a plastic surgeon advertising, a plastic, it would be unethical for a plastic surgeon to use a filter or brush out something because what he's advertising is what he can actually deliver. And you, we all know that you can be savvy with lighting and, and filters and things like that. But there is something different between a before and an after, a clinical one, and then like the editorial that he might have on the front page or a gallery images of all of his patients together like that vanity fair issue with all the stars for the the best picture that issue that's it's very editorialized and we expect them Brad Pitt really isn't that good looking to be looking at, at their best <laughs> it's just very different than a clinical before and after so as long Correct. as that's clear just like in some advertisements medical places they have to say actual patient or paid model because mm -hmm. they don't want to be misinforming the public or, or misleading anybody that they have actually performed surgery on somebody that's just looking beautiful. That's why it says model. Yep. I want to be clear again that in my opinion, it's good and advisable to 
edit the photos that you want to look more editorial and like they're going to be the front page of your of your business, the front yeah. page of your brand. But that is different from your lookbook, mm-hmm. from it's different from your your portfolio. Yeah, that's exactly. completely different. And so. I think you should have both. I think you should have stuff that you're using to sure. sell the brand, like you said, through whether it's your website, your Instagram, your YouTube channel, whatever. But then at the same time, you should have like, here's what my work. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't say no filter, just so people right. know that this is really what I can do and produce so that people, when they're looking for looks, and like Tuss has a little book that she has that people can flip through and it's mm-hmm. not highly edited or anything like that. It's just pretty right. much different looks. And I think that's something that people can really do. In the end, this always comes down to personal choice too, I think. I just feel like, hey, if you feel yeah. even a little bit uneasy, don't do it. I mean, yep. make your pictures look horrible. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Help 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 others look great. No, I'm just kidding about Be that. Be my guest. Yes. But at the same time, I mean, if it's like you if you have in your mind like I just don't feel comfortable, don't don't do stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable. Just go what sure. is best for you. Each but again, maybe that is your stick is that by the way, nothing I ever have done has been edited is so raw and real. That can be a unique selling point is, uh, if you do great work. Like if your work's really sure. good, they might be like, "Wow." I, I mm-hmm. think that looks edited and it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, whenever I'm, whenever I'm working on a, on a photo or I'm, I'm working on a piece, I'm, I always go about it trying to, it, my mindset is like, if it looks edited, then I've done too much. Oh, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want it to appear like, I, I don't want you to scroll to my picture and immediately be like, oh, okay. Oh, that's like an AI generated image. Yeah. You know, the right. brain can tell. Right. Which I know is coming. We're going to start seeing people posting lashes of AI generated images, which is going to be no. just bizarre. It's going to be like, <laughs> oh, wow. And in five years, we won't probably be able to tell the difference, sadly. It'll just all yeah. look the same. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which brings me to another thing, which I, I saw you post about, which I think not a lot of people have been talking about, and that's chat GBT. And AI, and where is that going to fit into the last world? And how can it help us? Because I think a lot of people want to, like, oh, yeah, chat GPT. Like, they have no idea. So maybe you could tear, share a little bit about you recently. At least that post I saw seemed to find it and been playing with it and enjoying it. It is so fascinating, the the capabilities of chat GPT. And I know there's a, there's a couple other chatbots out there, but the one that I'm working with right now is chat GPT. So... ChatGPT can help you with a lot of different tasks. The one we're going to talk about today is just specifically helping you write advertisement, helping you write copy, or helping you write captions for your Instagram posts or your Facebook or whatever. And the easy way to do that is simply asking it, can you help like write me? I need you to write me a compelling Instagram caption selling my Flash Guy Pro retention boosting primer and let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So you, that's literally, that's like your prompt. You just type that in and hit send that's, and then it sent, write something for you and all that. Yes. That's okay. the easy way to do it. Yeah. That's the, the entry level way to do it. Now to, to spice it up a little bit, you want to ask it to ask you questions Hmm. So it can figure out exactly what this product is, what it does, who the target market is, who the target audience is, the tone in which you want it to write it for you. Mm-hmm. How do you get it to ask you questions? So this is what exactly what I write. 
I say, ask me questions to figure out exactly what you need to know to write me a Instagram caption advertising my Lash Guy Pro primer. And then it'll give me a list of 10 questions. Oh my and gosh. It is not like it, like it is not like copy and paste stuff that like it is in-depth, interesting questions that it's asking me. Wow. I was blown away. You know, when you said that, I had this instant image of Mark Twain's classic book, A Huckleberry Finn, where he is tasked with painting the picket fence and Uh he doesn't want to do it. So he gets all these people to do it for him in this extremely Uh clever way. And it's like asking chat GPT to ask you the questions is the same thing as Uh having all the neighbors paint the fence and you get all the credit. (laughs) It's so true. That is true. Wow. They should call it the Huck Finn of chat GPT. Like the stuff that this comes up with is wonderful. It is I love it. I'm super impressed by it. I think but you're the, brilliant. It, it really is. That is. So you were saying earlier, do you write in the caption, this is an unedited or this is an edited picture? Yeah. No, but whenever I use chat GPT for my post, yeah. I'll say written by chat GPT. Right? Really? I use chat. Oh, yeah. interesting. It, honestly, it doesn't super sound like me. It doesn't have my same tone. Mm-hmm. And it sounds exactly like an advertisement. Like it sounds uh, like something you'd like hear on TV or something. Very slick, very slick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used it to rewrite most of our website. I took all our copy and I re-put in and I gave it directions on what I wanted to improve or change. And it just made some things flow a little bit better. Sometimes it was a little wordy, so I, I still edited. And this is one thing that hopefully people know. You can edit. Like You don't have to use exactly word for word what they give you. It's just a good starting point at times. Like, oh, Especially, I mean, we had a talk. I don't remember which one this year. And I was trying to figure out some more points. I'm like, man, I feel like we're not really hitting all the points that we should cover. So I just asked ChatGPT, I'm talking about this. Here are some of my points. Where are some other points I should think about? And a bunch of other ideas came up. I'm like, And I rejected most of them. Went, nah, that's not really right. But I think I got two more points, actually, from like, that's a good point. We should cover that. And so it was really a great place for idea generation too so if yeah. you're struggling even for posts like what to talk about lashes mm-hmm. i i'm sure it'll you, help I, you brainstorm yeah it'll help you brainstorm and think of things maybe you're not thinking about or at least get you going where you don't have that blank page because so many writers what's most intimidating is the blank page like i don't know right. where to start well chat gbt you can give us some really cryptic beginnings like i need to talk about last retention i'm not even sure what to do da, 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 da. give me some points so i could discuss or think about and then or like you said even better i love it i'm gonna try this ask me some questions about what would create better last retention or whatever exactly. it is i i think that's 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 golden i, I love like, that it is a technology that is designed to learn so it'll learn stuff and then analyze it and spit it back out at you what you ask of it. So mm-hmm. it's just I have not tested this, but I've been told this works. With Chat GPT, you when you use it's free, by the way. A lot of people go, Oh, I don't want to pay money. Yeah, you can pay for apps and those cost money. But the the free one on the website, you don't have to pay anything. You it, as mm-hmm. long as you don't overwhelm it and use it too much, you can you get all for free. It, yeah. When you create a I don't know what you call it, a node or a, a section where you are interacting with it right you can ask a question <laughs> start again and you have all these lines on the left of the page on your instagram or on the on the website each of those is a separate conversation you're having with the chat gbt and it remembers everything you say 
in that conversation. Like you said, this is where it learns. And what's kind yep. of cool is, and, and Tara was telling me this from Lashpreneur, is you can teach it your, how you like to write by correcting it. Right. So you're telling it, write me this, da, 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 and it writes and go, okay, I, I need to write, but a little bit more playful or a little more serious yep. or a little bit more technical. And then it'll keep doing it. And once you get sit down, you say, that's the tone I like to use when I communicate. But you have to keep it within that, that pair, well, I don't know what they call them. The same thread, The I thread, guess. yeah, the thread. You have to right. stay in the thread. And it will remember, what I did in the beginning is I would delete all the threads because I hate having all those threads. I'm, I'm, right. I like it having clean. And then I'd have to start all over. It'd be like, I don't even know who you are. Like every time I have to introduce myself <laughs> or share what we do to give it context, right? About the last you're, you're on 50 first dates with chat GPT. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he has to learn. Yeah. So you have to re it has to relearn everything about you. So I realized that's the thread. You got to keep that thread open and just let it keep growing and you keep adding more details. And I think it will understand and be able to write quicker and easier for you as you do it. So that's my two cents. I have, I love Love teaching things I have not cool. yet tested yet. Nice. <laughs> but if Tara said it, it has to be true. Right? So yeah, I'll be I'll definitely be trying that out for sure. Yeah, no, that's something that I thought was kind of cool. So well, that's cool. Is there any other things you think people should be looking at using Chat GPT or is it mostly just for helping with copy with uh, with their posting and such? I mean, there are there are like Instagram accounts out there. I could I can't name one, but I, I scroll past them every, every every once in a while. Yeah, and I save them, and they'll have like tips and tricks on on using Chat GPT. So if you like Google it and and or search search in in, in Instagram, you can find those accounts, and they are just knowledge bombs all the time. It's a deep rabbit hole that I've yet to fully go into. I, I've done some and I played with it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I need I could spend the next year just quit everything and just spend all my time learning the play with chat GBT and all the auxiliaries. Like there's text to, to image and there's video, to image coming or text to video. So you can type in what you want to do and it'll create a video for you. That stuff's all becoming very, very mm -hmm. authentic. It's, it's, Becoming very, very scary and fun at the same time. <laughs> I have also heard that Chrome, Google, like Chrome extensions. Yes. Like has some really great AI stuff for you, especially if you're running a business. Mm -hmm. So if you're a lash business and you are not, if you don't have, especially if you don't have a lot of business background, get on those Chrome extensions and, and learn the AI tricks that are on there. Yeah. It's super new to me. I haven't, ha haven't done it yet, but from what I read, it, it was, it, it was going to be very helpful. Yeah, no, definitely. I think this, this is a huge game changer and it's just like anything. If you don't get on it, you're going to miss the boat. And in two, three mm -hmm. years, you're going to be wondering how does everyone create so much content? Right. And for me, it's like still, you're still trying to create everything by from scratch and you're going to find out that, Oh, that's because everyone's using their AI to help them write their content. You still have to have good ideas. AI won't make ideas yeah. for you where you like, right. if you have bad ideas, AI will give you bad ideas, but at least it starts. Yep. So, <laughs> well, anyhow, I, I, as I expected time has flown and it's been, been awesome and uh, i want people to find out where they could find out more about you where to go to and maybe a little quick like what do you offer because i know we kind of hinted at some stuff but maybe you can tell them real quickly some things that you offer that they can jump in and enjoy okay so mainly i'm an educator i teach the mega volume i teach the flower bouquet technique for making handmade mega volume fans i do one class a month here at my studio in austin i do travel as well our next class is in Kalispell, montana all right super excited to go. it's over by like glacier national park we're gonna go up there it's gonna be gorgeous and then i've got a class in 
McMinnville, Oregon, which is 30 minutes south of McMinnville. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like small towns, it sounds like. <laughs> well, well, okay. So here's the thing. I opened it up and I said, originally, originally I opened it up and I said, if you want me to come train you, if you have a, a group of girls, like a group of lash artists, let me know and I'm, I'll, I will come to you and, and train. And then it turned into, it kind of morphed into this thing of like, well, we'll host you. And those two kind of, kind of got like a little conflated. They mm. kind of got okay. mixed up. So I ended up, I was like, okay, I'll go to this place, but also host. So it ended up in, in small towns, which has been lovely, to yeah. be honest. Interesting. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So McMinnville, which is 30 minutes south of, of Oregon, of Portland. I say Oregon. Uh, wow. The Oregon's <laughs> 30 minutes south. That'd be California, I guess. <laughs> right. So 30 minutes south of, of Portland. Yeah. And then we'll be in Washington, D.C. the first and second of October. Okay. So, yep. Awesome. And then you can go to lashguypro.com to get those booked. Or and you have a product line that they could look for yeah. and all that and We've got a product line we're specializing in mega volume 0.03s and 0.02s and recently I just made this change I decided that I tell my my students all the time it's best to like niche down and be a specialist in something and I've I've been trying I feel like I I need to listen to my own advice <laughs> and we're going to niche down and be a a mega volume brand mm -hmm. so. Everything that's not mega volume, it's gone. Is on mega sale right now. On mega sale. Okay. We're redirecting all of our resources to creating the best mega volume brand out there. So, look for that. That's great. I think it's smart. I, that was another thing I was going to talk about, but I'm glad you at least covered it in your own branding. <laughs> yes, niching down. Don't don't be yeah, the, be known for something. Yeah, Jane of all things, just not gonna not gonna really help you. I think win the game. Some people can do it, but most have to niche. Right. So, yeah, the, the thing I say is, when was the last time you were referred to somebody because she could do everything? <laughs> like, never. No, you you like, get referred yeah. to a specialist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, we were talking about restaurants the other day. Our daughter likes, which she likes places that have small menus and just have a mm. very simple thing. She likes, I hate going to Cheesecake Factory because yeah, literally the there's a thousand the things to choose from and yes. I can't make my mind up. It's stressful. Same. Just give me like, my, we went to a place actually in Austin and it was just like a very simple Foreign menu. and domestic. Have Foreign you been there? Domestic. No, I have not. I've heard of it. Oh, uh, it's really good. I had my first taste of brains. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, they like to call it sweet breads. It's called brains, guys. There you go. Sweet breads yeah. is a nice euphemism, but I ate brains. It tastes like chicken. It was actually really chicken good. Chicken nuggets. Chicken right nuggets. On. That's how she described it. Like, I never had it before. I was like, well, they're kind of like chicken nuggets. And I was like, okay, if, they like, if they're even close, I can deal with that. So, I'll have to um, give it a try. I yeah. had sweet brains, but mine was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were dumb brains, not sweet brains. Oh, but yeah, foreign domestic, if you're in Austin, highly, highly recommend it. And Donata's is the other place for Mexican food. I don't know if you've ever right. been to Donata's, but we, we fall in love with that place. It's, they have a couple. We're here to push restaurants in Austin. In Austin. <laughs> yes. The restaurant podcast. Yes. Yeah. No, we've, I've talked about it. Like We should do board gaming <laughs> and restaurants. That's my next two podcasting. But all right. So where did they go to Instagram website? What's, what's your handle? Alaska Pro. At, on Instagram or lashguypro.com to get signed up for classes or buy your best professional supplies out there. Awesome. Yeah. And also enjoy the mega sale right now. You can get stuff yep. for mega sale. Yes. yes. Mega sale. 40% yes. off. Awesome. That's very, great. very cool. Well, yep. thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. And are you going to IBS this weekend or? 
I'm not going to IBS this weekend, but I did just buy my tickets to Lash Con. Oh, you did! Yeah. Yay! Awesome. I'm super excited. Oh. <laughs> I missed the VIP, but I just got the the actual tickets and booked all my flights and all that all stuff. Right. I'm so, so, so excited. So That's awesome. fun. You it's going to be great networking. Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah, we got at least, I think, almost 1,300 people. It's like 1,250, 1,300 right now. Are Is coming. your partner coming with you? No, he okay. unfortunately, like, he has another, he's got a business trip that he's going to be in New Orleans for. So we're, like, that same weekend, we're crossing the, around the country. So. The night. <laughs> okay. Well, you will love it. It'll be great. So, guys, another reason to come to last because hey the last hey. that last guy is going to be there thank you so much for having me i appreciate it hey guess what guys we are done we are out of here thank you so much for tuning in i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at lashcast and at the last conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my last cookie, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Chris, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you're a friend in the lash industry.